Welcome to Front Office Pros. Today, we're going to be talking about our top 24 Dynasty running back rankings with tiers. And with us is a special guest making his first appearance on Front Office Pros, which is none other than Mike at Nerdboy Takes, who is the founder of Dynasty DGENs. Mike, thanks so much for joining the show today. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me, man. I'm, I'm excited to talk running backs and we talked quite a little bit about backstage, just all things, everything, actually. So that was that was fun to get to know you guys a little bit. And uh, I'm excited to talk some ball. Hut, hut, hike! So we're going to go with five tiers. Again, we're going to be talking about top 24s. We're going to each go through who we have in tier five. So, Joe, why don't you start us off? Who do you got in tier five? And tier five, so uh, starting at the bottom at the 24 spot, I've got running back Austin Eckler, 23 going with Aaron Jones, 22 Joe Mixon, 21 Nick Chubb, and at number 20 Tajay Spears. All right, Mike, so who do you got for your tier five running backs? Um, So I'm going Joe Mixon, Jalen Warren, Tony Pollard, and Kamara. Very interesting, guys. We're going to have a lot to talk about here in this Tier 5. I got four guys. I got Brian Robinson at 24, Tony Pollard at 23, Aaron Jones at 22, and Derrick Henry at 21. Uh, Interesting on my board here, I don't have, and I'm giving a little spoiler here, I have no Eckler or Mixon or Chubb in my top 24. I don't know if you have any of those guys either there, Mike. Um, I had Mixon at 24. So I, I, yep, I got Mixon over there. He's still, he's one of those guys that's not going to go away, man. You want him to go away? You kind of like anybody that's holding Chase Brown bags or like Mixon, it's your time. Please get out of here. But um, I think Mixon's here to stay for the next at least two years. Like really? in some capacity. In some capacity, yeah, I think so. Because even if he leaves like over there and he, um, falls into another situation, I think he's still going to be like one of those goal line backs that does okay and falls into the end zone and breaks off like a decent run. I don't know, man. I just think Mixon is, he's not anything special anymore, but he's still going to be here. And I think he's still going to be serviceable like as a flex position. I'm assuming you think so as well, Joe. Yeah, I know you think like Steve, he's potentially, you know, not even going to be playing for a team. I, I disagree with you there. Like he's shown. Yeah. Like he's not the most efficient player. He doesn't break off the big runs, but he's been getting the volume. He still, you know, catches the ball and he's been getting the goal line touches and getting the touchdowns to, you know, stay relevant to Mike's point. I mean, he's got one year left on the deal and He's only an $8.8 million cap hit. So you could say that he's there to stay another year. I don't think two years, I, there's no way. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were to cut him. I don't know if he'd find another home, to be honest with you. That's why well, I, I don't so. have him in top 24. If, he, if they cut him, he'll find another home. I don't know why you guys feel that confident about that. Because uh, t- teams need running backs. I mean... It, like he probably he wouldn't be the number one, but I mean he'd be on a team and utilized in some capacity. I mean even uh you know Zeke was able to find the find the Patriots and had some relevance even. 
I just think that we are, um, I don't know, we're, we're just overestimating the the running back landscape in general. Like, I think we're going to see maybe three to four guys come in and be decent, but we still saw almost all the running backs besides Bijan and Gibbs play like a secondary role to veteran guys this year. Um, and I think that's going to be the case this following year too. I think Mixon is still going to be the lead back in Cincinnati. And I think Chase Brown is going to be a complimentary back. I mean, he's somebody that catches passes a little bit, but Mixon, Mixon catches a lot of passes, man. And I think that's going to be a value to somebody. If it's not, if he's not staying there, he's going to go somewhere else. And um, there's no workhorse, workhorse role anymore in the NFL. There is multiple backs in every, every backfield and nobody's getting 35 carries a game anymore. So He's going somewhere if he's not he's not staying. Hmm. I just don't think he's a model citizen. No offense to him or anything, but I just don't know if there would be a lot of locker rooms that want to bring him in. That That's just, you know, there have been many run-ins that could have caused him to not be there, and there was much speculation last year that it was going to happen, and it didn't happen. So I know. I, I hear you on that, but I think the NFL cares way less about that than we do, so... <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair enough. Play on the field, Steve. <laughs> yeah. So, so how about play on the field as far as Nick Chubb goes? I, I mean, obviously, he was a guy who was people would have been had highly ranked. I don't have him in top twenty-four. Did you have him in your top twenty-four, Mike? Um, I didn't put him up there because overall dynasty rankings, I just can't do it because I don't know if if he's going to see the field until like week nine ish, week eight, nine this year. Um, considering that was a later, well not later, but like the significance of that injury. And then we always say a running back coming off of that type of injury might need a year to just really like get his sea legs back. And at his age, like needing another year to like really get back to the Nick Chubb that he was like age was going to get him in two years anyway. Like how am I going to already like have him still as a higher ranked dynasty asset when I just can't trust him this year. Like, and then next year he's already going to be what age 28. I don't know. It just feels like, I think he, he's could come back and, and be pretty productive, but you know, his long-term outlook, I just, I don't feel good about. You feel he can make a recovery from that injury, Joe, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think you can. I mean, it's it's definitely going to be a long road back. I mean, it's uh, you know, we we it is it was a it was a brutal injury. It's going to be a tough recovery process for him. But I just think if he's, you know, even if it's like midway through the year and produces for the second half, like his his talent and stuff, and feel like his utilization uh, will still be there. Yeah, he'd be an interesting guy to try to acquire because of I think. I think I agree with Mike. I think his injury is pretty gruesome, and I don't have him in the top twenty-four because I don't know what kind of Nick Chubb will we see if he was be back on the Browns. I don't even know. So uh, to me, I, I just have concerns about him long term. As far as some of your picks, Mike. So you had I did not. Now you're talking to the Jalen Warren fan club over there, over there with Joe. I did not have him in my top twenty-four. Did you have him in your top twenty-four, Joe? No. Nope, I did not. Oh, that surprises me. He's in. You're part of the fan club, so you're you're feeling. Are you, this is maybe a little bit of a spoiler. Do you have Najee in the top twenty-four, Mike? 
I do. Yeah. Oh, I, actually okay. have both, I have both of these guys at the back end of the 24. Um, I think there is a real possibility of, of having two top 24 producers on this team. And this is, this is with the mentality of a dynasty outlook of possibly Warren being on a different team next year, you know, like are we maybe looking at him as like a late bloomer, you know, like an Eckler type guy that could fall into a pretty favorable situation next year. Um, maybe, but I think as it stands, like these two guys can produce, they can both be like, you know, 800 to 900 yard producers, um, with, you know, upwards of seven to eight touchdowns, which like is a decent RB two, you know, like you might be able to play these guys every week. Like I think there was a point in time last year where I was actually playing Najee and Warren in lineups, um, which wasn't great. I didn't feel good about it, but sometimes <laughs> it, it, it rewarded me. Um, so yeah. And I think with Arthur Smith going there, there's just going to be a lot of running with a, a most likely a rookie QB or somebody that is um, a game manager at best, I think is what they're looking at over there. So, yeah, I agree. Usually, I just find usually in the Warren Najee discussion, it's like your, your team Warren or your team Najee, not usually it's both. Uh, at least, at least the conversation between Joe and I. So I was curious as to what your thoughts were there real quick. You guys both did not have Brian will not have Brian Robinson top 24, right? I don't have Brian Robinson, my top 24 because man, it's really like all of the running back shows that I did last year at this time were like obsolete because of all of the, the bombs and the draft and the movement and everything. And, you know, it was, it's it's tough, man, but I can't really picture Brian Robinson not getting some competition in that backfield in some shape in some way. Like I, I think maybe he might be the guy to start the season, but I don't know if he's gonna be the guy to end the season. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That was my big I, I have him in there because I think because of the vacancy of, of Gip, Antonio Gibson no longer probably being with the team, I think he could get, you know, more opportunities. It's not the best running back class. So they, do they bring a possible other veteran in, you know, time, time will tell, but I think he was um, more productive than I anticipated this season. I thought Gibson was going to go take it, take the league by storm. And boy, was I wrong about that. Yeah. I'm sure you weren't the only one thinking uh, Gibson was going to do it. I mean, I was victim of that as well, but I'm sure many others as well. All right. So heading over to tier four, Joe, who do you got in your tier four? In my tier four at 19, I've got Camara. 18, Vermondre Stevenson. 17, I've got Najee Harris. 16, oh. Isaiah Pacheco. And at 15, Josh Jacobs. All right, Mike, who do we got? Nice. So, yeah, I, I went Najee Harris. I have DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, and Tajay Spears in this little tier right here. Okay, I got number 20. I got running back Tajay Spears, 19 running back Alvin Kamara, 18 running back Dave Montgomery, 17 running back Isaiah Pacheco, 16 running back Ramondre Stevenson, and then number 15 running back Najee Harris. I am the highest 
I'm Najee Harris. Probably no surprise to you, Joe, uh, that I'm as high as Najee. <laughs> now, I, I did think it was interesting, Mike. You have Swift in your top 24 pretty high. I did not have Swift in there. I don't, did you have Swift in your top 24, Joe? Um, I did not end up having him there, no. And my main concern for him is he's a free agent in a very big free agent class. So where is he going to go? Now, if he goes back to Philly, you know, maybe you feel a little more confident. So, so obviously you have him, you know, obviously pretty high or compared to Joe and I, what are your thoughts there on Swift? Um, I've always liked Swift as the talent, you know, like I think Swift, the usage was never like my favorite as far as the way that he was used in Detroit. And, um, it was frustrating to own him for quite a while there, but ultimately I think, you know, like he is the talent and I bank on the talent. And this is why it's tough to really go into the running backs in detail because we don't know where these guys go. But I think ultimately, like I can't put him off of this list. Um, If he does go back to Philly, obviously a great spot, but also like we have a, a guy that just does tush pushes and takes away any, you know, chance of him getting, um, you know, goal line work, which is, but it, like I said, it's the talent that I want to go on. And, and I think Swift is still only 23 years old. Um, you know, I feel like he's been in the league for like five years and he's still 23, 24 years old. So I, I think in dynasty, you got to go with him. I know that he has the injury concerns, but you know, he looks good this year and um, the upside is what I, what I can't quit on DeAndre Swift. So I can't necessarily throw him out of the top 24 if he's capable of putting up like top 12 numbers, you know? Joe, why didn't you put DeAndre Swift in your top 24? You, you heard my logic. I think it's probably going to be similar. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it for me was just not knowing where he was going to end up. I mean, if he was in, if he's going to remain in Philly, he's definitely for sure on my, on in the top 24 on my list. Um, but cause I think, I mean, obviously playing against an offense behind an offensive line, like Philly, he showed what he could do with it, with a good offensive line in front of him and had a really good year. Just that uh, unknown for me, if whether or not he's going to return to Philly or what team he's going to go to ultimately was why I have him off. Now, I think I heard, Joe, you mentioned Pacheco. I mentioned Pacheco. I believe you is Pacheco still to come for you, Mike, or is he down in your top twenty-four? Yeah, no, Pacheco's up there for me. So okay, so yet to, gonna, yet to be announced. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna see him soon for sure. Okay, <laughs> what about David Montgomery for you guys? Is either of you you have David Montgomery in there, or is that to come as well? Um, I left David Montgomery off the Ooh, list because. Although I like him, he's productive. Um, Man, I just like – I think Gibbs does take on a larger role this year. Um, I think he's going to get the larger role to begin the season. I think Montgomery probably gets his usage eaten up a little bit. I'm not sure what we see from that team this year. I don't know if it's going to evolve a little bit. but I don't feel good about David Montgomery putting up the same numbers he put up last year. Mm. Joe, do you feel similar to Mike here? Well, I, I've got Montgomery on my list. He's yet to come for me. Oh, so. okay. So there's <laughs> so there's a disagreement here on Montgomery between you two. I, I like him. I mean, he's he's 18. He's 26. 
he'll be 27 years old though. Um, so, I mean, to, to Mike's point, I mean, the thing is with running backs, and this is the predicament of going through dynasty tiers at this time because the free agency classes, I mean, what's going to happen with the Chargers backfield? I don't think Eckler's coming back. Do they bring in a guy like Blake Corum that was with Harbaugh in Michigan? Who, who does Saquon go to? I mean, they're, they're, whoever goes to that L.A. spot is going to be a dream spot. So it's like we don't know where a lot of these running backs are going to go. Uh, which make what makes it challenge because I think landing spot. I mean, I, I maybe Joe, you and I agree on this. I think we emphasize landing spot a little bit more than most, but I do think, especially for running backs, it's super important. Yeah, for for a running back, I think landing spot is everything because you see guys like Pacheco and Kyron Williams where they're like good, like you know, what I mean, don't get me wrong, like decent tape, but you know, like if if like a I don't know, a Kenneth Walker landed in Pacheco's role. Like my God, he'd be RB one in dynasty, like without a doubt, but you know, but you see like a Pacheco who is a bulldozer, but doesn't possess like the pocket awareness or the elite skill sets that we look for in, in running backs. He's just like, get the ball and run like as fast as you can. And with your arms everywhere kind of guy, which is fine. But like, you know, he's not, he's not making the cuts or, or looking at the pocket the way that a kind of Walker or, you know, a B. John Robinson looks at it. So yeah, these guys are already ranked like almost higher than somebody that has twice the talent they have based off of just being in the great scheme and, and the good offense that is going to make sure that they get the usage that they need to be a, a talented and productive dynasty running back. Yeah, no, I, I I agree entirely on that. So let's head over to tier three, guys. Uh, Joe, who do you got? Yep. So at number fourteen, I've got the aforementioned David Montgomery. Steve, uh, thirteen, I'm going with Javante Williams. Twelve, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker. Eleven, Rashad White. And at ten, Travis Etienne. Okay, nice. Mike, what do you got? Um, sixteen, I have Javante Williams. Fifteen, Josh Jacobs. 14 is that man, Isaiah Pacheco. 13 is Ramondre Stevenson. And then 12 is Kyron Williams. Wow, this is an interesting group, let me tell you. At number 14, I've got running back Devon A. Chan. Number 13, I got running back James Cook. Number 12, running back Rashad White. Number 11, running back Kenneth Walker. And number 10, running back Kyron Williams. So this is definitely an interesting group. We definitely have some, some differences here. Uh, I believe is is a chance still to come for both of you. I'm, that's a spoiler a little bit, but or then is he not in the top twenty four? I'd be quite shocked. Yeah, he, I haven't touched on him yet. He's up there. He, he's yet to come for me too, Steve. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm lower than than you guys are when it comes to him. So it sounds like you had uh, Ramondre Stevenson pretty high, Mike. Uh, am I? But you and I both agreed on Kyron Williams, which I didn't know where you said he's the toughest one in my view. Depending on people, will probably have him really, really high uh, because of what he did, and I understand it. Uh, but I, to me, he led the league with 82% snap share, and that benefited him greatly, as well as Rashad White. He had a huge snap share percentage as well. He's got two years left on his rookie deal. I don't think it's out of the question that they bring another running back in for the Rams. I didn't think that Cam Akers was the guy. During the offseason, I was like, ah, you got to fade this guy. I didn't think Kyron Williams would become what he became, though. I'll say that. 
So, Mike, it seems like you're pretty similar with me. I think Joe has yet to, if my memory serves me right, Joe has not yet said Kyron Williams. So are you on the same wavelength as me? Yeah, so with Kyron, I I like the talent. I think that, you know what I mean, like he, he falls into a tier where I could be way too low on them, but also it's really hard to trust a Sean McVay running back. Like year to year, you can't trust that man and who he likes and and his favoritism. And, you know, we saw it with Cam Akers two years ago at the end of the season where he was a set and forget it RB1. You know what I mean? His usage was 100%. He was getting every carry and he was putting over 25 fantasy points a game. And then the next year he just didn't play. Um, and, and I think Kyron Williams is probably safe for this year, but like I said, if Sean McVay is still that coach, I, I don't like him past this year because he doesn't care. He will find another fourth round running back and he'll just like throw him in there and give him a hundred percent snap share. And, um, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like DC for him is out the window. He just wants somebody that's a grinder. It's going to go in there and, and run. And um, I think, like I said, I think Kyron Williams is good this year, but I think he's lower in my dynasty ranks because I don't trust him moving out the, this year alone. I, I am a little surprised, Joe, and you, you had, you know, your Denver Broncos, you know, Javante Williams a little bit lower than I anticipated and ETN a little lower. What was, what was your thoughts on that? Really? You think I had Javante uh, low, huh? Well, I still haven't said him. I don't think Mike has either, unless he's mm. not in Mike's top 24. Who's that? Javante Williams. Oh, I said him. He's 16 for me. Yeah, he's the yeah. first. Oh, he did. Oh, wow. Whoops. <laughs> I guess yeah, uh, I'm, I'm the highest on Javante then. Maybe I should be the one explaining myself here. At all I put him at 13, and I, thought, and I felt that was kind of high. Um, you know, we talked about running backs, you know, one re- removed from the um, ACLs. I think he's going to have a better 2024 season. Um, but you know, Sean, I do think he's going to get the heavy workload, but Sean Payton likes to use more than one back. We see Jaleel McLaughlin getting some looks. So I was hesitant to kind of move him up past that. Very interesting. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll save my thoughts uh, <laughs> when we go over to the next tier, cause I'll be saying his name, uh, in the, in the near distant future here. So guys, who do we got in tier two, Joe, starting with you. Yeah, my tier two, so nine, I've got Saquon Barkley. Number eight, I've got Devon Achan. Seven, Kyron Williams. And number six, I've got James Cook. And at five, I've got Jonathan Taylor. James Cook at six. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, what do we got? All right, so 11, I have Saquon Barkley. Ten, I have James Cook. Nine, I have Rashad White. Eight is Devon I'll go eight. So that's where I'll cut that tier right there. And eight is Devon chain. Okay. Interesting. All right. So my, my tier two here, number nine, I've got running back Javante Williams, number eight, running back Saquon Barkley, number seven, running back Travis Etienne, number six, running back Josh Jacobs, and number five, running back Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Joe, I gotta hear a little bit. James Cook, number six. That's that's high praise here. What, what's your thoughts there on James Cook at number six? Yeah, I mean, I I like James Cook a lot, and I just feel like with Brady staying in at offensive coordinator, he was the one that really got this run game going for the Bills. So, you know, even though I felt like he was underutilized, looking at his stats, I mean, he had 237 carries 
for over 1,100 yards. And then he had 44 receptions for 445. like to see him get more touchdowns, but I feel like with uh, him being somewhat underutilized in my mind and still getting all that utilization and yardage, if Brady comes in and wants to establish that run game like he did the second half of this year, I feel like there's still room for James Cook to grow. Hmm. And I mean, Mike, you are probably thinking similarly. You had him, I want to say, like eight or nine, if my memory serves me right. For James Cook? Yeah. Yeah, I have James Cook at 10. Um, okay, 10. Yeah, so I mean, I like I like James Cook this year. James Cook's also one of those guys that is like in a Kyron Williams um, mentality for me where like I think James Cook is safe, but he's also the build and the type of running back that might only have like three years on a team. Um, I think that there's a good chance they are probably looking at somebody to possibly take his role or complement his role. And um, I don't think his, his ceiling is safe. I think he's probably going to have a really good year this year. And then it might be get a little murky. Like he might be falling back into like, um, I don't know, like into that swift range for me where mm. He might, you know, he's got the talent. He's he's good, but I don't know if he's ever going to be like the the number one guy on a team. I think he's going to be like a split role, like split backfield kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I think there's not really that second guy established right now. Latavius Murray is going to be gone. I don't know if Ty Johnson will be back or if he'll be relevant enough going forward. So it could just be James Cook. I think they'll probably bring somebody else in. But, I, I mean, I can understand your logic. I mean, Joe, if if he continues to go the way that Joe Brady was running the offense, that could be very beneficial. But he was kind of taking his offense, you know, in the middle of the season. What's it going to look like as he develops the offseason? Does he bring some other pieces to the offense that we just didn't see yet? Uh, but I, I just when I first saw it, that was that was pretty high. I was surprised by that. I, I'm a little bit lower than you guys. On Devon H. I had him at a 14. Mike, I think you might have had him at the highest amongst us three. Uh, he's he's yep. a darling right now in Dynasty. Yeah, he has the explosive um, trait where he just like won't need the usage that these other other guys need. Excuse me. Like I don't I don't think he needs he he needs like ten carries a game to produce like RB one numbers. You know, like he doesn't. That what that's what makes him so valuable is like these other guys like Rashad White, James Cook. Um, Kyron Williams, they they need to touch the ball like 20 times a game in some capacity to put up like high dynasty numbers. Devonta Chain, he can do it in two plays if he has to. You know, like he can just he's so dangerous whenever he has the ball in his hands. Um, I want that on my dynasty team. I want that. Like he is gonna be somebody that probably has a larger role this year. I don't know what Mostert's going to look like in that whole backfield, but they don't have the cap room or the ability to bring anybody else in. So he's safe. I, I, dude, mm. I love him. You know, like I think <laughs> if he can stay healthy, dude, I, I couldn't, I could not like pass up Devonta Chain in like the second, third round in a dynasty startup. I think Oof. I have to take, I have to take him. Definitely like in the Kenneth Walker, Travis Etienne role, like that range right there, wherever those guys are going. Um, he's like on the cusp of that tier, though. That's where I'm going to get into next 
next right here. Yeah. Um, I've already See, I, previewed that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing to me. I, I think the hype train is too much for this guy. I, I understand what you're saying. He doesn't have to have as, and you know, it is, I'm trying to turn a new leaf this year. Joe knows this. I, <laughs> I I'm very much on the usage train. I'm all about opportunities. Uh, but you know, their ex- explosiveness matters too. And I, and I, and I want to acknowledge that, but uh, with his, with his injury ability or his durability, and then you've got, I think Mostert and Wilson are still going to be relevant on this team. And here's the thing. This is my, you know, conspiracy hat here. If Mike McDaniel doesn't, I, whether he, you think he's on the hot seat or not, if the event that he's no longer there in the future, I don't know if I still like Devon A. Chain with another head coach in there. I think he is a perfect pairing with what's going on with Mike McDaniel. If somebody else comes in, I don't feel that as well. So when we're thinking about dynasty, we're talking about years in the future. Maybe I need to live a little bit more in the present, but as far as this future, I'm a little bit more concerned than you guys are. That's yeah, cool, I mean, man. that's that that is fair because I mean, the Dolphins offense fits him to a T. I mean, it's an absolute track meet, and he's a part of that, and that is part of the intrigue and why I like him so much. But I do feel like even if he was with a different offense, I mean, the guy just has so much talent and just that breakout ability that he has. Um, I feel like other teams would figure out how to get him involved and do and still do well, but I agree. I mean, if the Dolphins definitely give him the best situation. Well, what even happens when Tyreek Hill supposedly is going to retire in 2025? I mean, he changes that whole offense immensely. I mean, what happens to that offense after Tyreek Hill goes? Um, I think it's going to be just fine. I, I don't think that mm-hmm. they have to change it dramatically where, you know, Waddle is like a lesser Tyreek Hill currently. And I, I think that's fine. And I don't know. I think a chain would be like doing well on most teams right now. I don't think that it's mm-hmm. generally a scheme fit. Um, he's explosive and that explosive factor would do well on any offense except for the Patriots, but any other offense <laughs> that would do extremely well. Um, I think anybody is thirsty for a playmaker. And I don't know if like his plays are more scheme or just him like taking a hold of the play itself. You know, like people just can't tackle him. They can't catch up to him. Um, he is ahead of the second here right there before you know what i mean like most of the time nobody's even close to him so um it's an open offense it's good but i i think we're we're giving that offense a little too much credit when it comes to like devin and chain's ability to break it out and and break loose for a big play so going over to our final tier gentlemen joe start us off who do you got in tier one yeah, number four, I've got Christian McCaffrey. Number three, I've got Bijan Robinson. Number two is Brees Hall. And at number one, I've got Jameer Gibbs. Wow. All right, Mike, what do you got? All right, so I, I failed the project here. So what I'm going to do is I have <laughs> I have two two more tiers left somehow, some way. So I have two more tiers. I'm going to go over <laughs> this one right here. Um, this is my... This is like my could have been like elite tier, but didn't quite get there. So it's Kenneth Walker, um, Travis Etienne, and then um, Jonathan Taylor. So that's 
right there. And then elite tier, we're going Christian McCaffrey, Jameer Gibbs, Bijan Robinson, and then Brees Hall. Okay. All right. So for me, I've got number four, Christian McCaffrey, three, Brees Hall, two, Jameer Gibbs, and number one, Bijan Robinson. So sounds like, guys, not much of a difference between us as far as the elite guys, just a little bit of a different scramble. Joe, you had Jameer Gibbs, number one. Mike had uh, Brees Hall. Hall, number one. And then I had Bijan Robinson number one. So let's make the case right now, Joe. Why is why is Jameer Gibbs number one? Yeah, I like Jameer Gibbs at number one just because uh, get the continuity with the Detroit Lions offense. Ben Johnson staying, Jared Goff's there. He's running behind one of the best offensive lines in football. And I was comparing his stats and uh, Bijan's, and with you know he he only played fifteen games, and his stat line was very similar. You know, I do like Bijan's talent, but then there's also this mystique almost what's going on with the Falcons. You got uh, Zach Robinson coming over for the Rams. What's the offense going to look like? And then also, ultimately, who's going to be the quarterback for the Falcons? And that's why I didn't want to go with him with my number one, and I put uh, Jameer Gibbs up ahead of him. All right, Mike, why do you have – what's the case for Brees Hall at number one? Um, I think Brees Hall just had – I think he should have got a comeback player of the year like hands down um, because of the way that he came back from that injury. People forget that he came off of a major, major injury. Like that was not just a, a little tear or anything like that. Like he had like complete surgery on his knee, you know what I mean? And he came back and he was a top five running back this year in fantasy. Like that's incredible. Um, you know what I mean? That's, that's like Adrian Peterson status, like coming back off of that major injury and just having a, a top five season. Um, and, and that was doing it with like a, I don't know, man, he had Zach Wilson and he had all these different quarterbacks that like they had no, passing attack at all on that team and every team knew that Brees hall was going to run it up the gut they're like this dude's going to run we can stack all the boxes we want and they can't stop him they could not stop him at all with it without a passing attack so just insert aaron Rodgers, and they're going to have to respect that passing game it's going to open up the lane for Brees hall exponentially they don't have any cap room on that team Brees hall has no competition you know what i mean like i don't know Who's going to be the backup there? Ty Johnson. Like, who is going to back up Brees Hall? Doesn't matter. Brees Hall is going to get all that usage. Like, remember the, I think it was week 17, where he was just, he got like 30 carries. They were like, oh, this is like, I think that's what it's going to be like. He's just going to get like 25 carries a game. Cause I think there's no, there is no workhorse role in this top tier besides Brees Hall. Brees Hall owns that backfield. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody in that backfield. Even, even like Bijan Robinson has Tyler Agier or whoever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Cordell Patterson's getting like seven carries a game. I don't think anybody's going to get seven carries a game besides Brees Hall on that team. I think he's going to get the lion's share of the carries. And if he's healthy, I think he's a set it, forget it, top tier RB1 for the next two or th- three years, if that. Mm. Yeah, you know, I got to say, I disrespected Brees Hall last year. Brees, I'm sorry. I thought that you weren't going to be as good coming back from your ACL. I was wrong. With your number three ranking, I think, too, though. What would you say? 
still kind of think you disrespected him by putting him oh, at three. Oh, please. Come on. <laughs> I think he's just fine at number three. I, I Here's the thing. I debated having him higher. I really did because, you know, Mike's, Mike's not wrong. I mean, he had an unbelievable season coming back from an ACL injury. He's going to be 23 years old. He's heading into his third season. He's got two years left on his contract. It'll make him 25. Um, you know, hard to speculate as to whether he'd stay with the Jets or what have you. Uh, I, I went with B. John Robinson. Look, maybe maybe I'm still under the hype on this guy, but I think he is the best or can be the best all-purpose back in the NFL. Now that the stash, Arthur Smith, is no longer there, I think he's actually going to get the lion's shares of the opportunities. I think Tyler Algier is going to be phased out. I think it's going to be B. John Robinson as the main guy. I mean, he already had 86 targets last year. I mean, that's that's pretty good, especially for some out there who – didn't think he was receiving running back, but <clears throat> that's for another day. <laughs> but I, I here's the thing. I think that he, he had only had eight total touchdowns. He had four rushing, four receiving. I think Bijan Robinson, if he can get that a lot higher. I mean, honestly, look at Brees Hall, too. He only had nine total touchdowns, five rushing. So if they can get some more touchdowns in there, either one of them could be really good. I think he can't go wrong with, with any one of the three, to be honest. But I'm, I'm going to go with Bijan. So, guys, that wraps up our top 24 Dynasty rankings with tiers. Hopefully, for those who are uh, following along, you're enjoying this uh, this episode here. Mike, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, where can others find your great work? Yeah, so you can follow me at Nerdboy Takes. Um, I also have a Discord that is pretty much open to the public where we are putting all our rankings Um you know, Dynasty content, videos, all our latest pods. Um, and then we are doing a rookie profile series on Dynasty DGENs that is running twice a week. So tomorrow we are dropping Adonai Mitchell. So Adonai Mitchell with uh, Jagger, who is Fantasy Blue Chip on Twitter. Um, and then next week we have Matt Waldman and JCJ Dynasty joining me. So we're going to cover a bunch of different prospects next week that I think you definitely have to tune in on our YouTube and, and check out. That's awesome. If you don't currently subscribe to Dynasty DJs, we highly recommend you go over there and hit that subscribe button. Mike, thanks again for joining the show. Uh, we're just starting up with our Dynasty rankings and tiers. It was running backs today. We're going to be doing quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends, and some IDP down the road. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you so much for watching, and until next time.